Okay, so hopefully you just listened to my crazy faith testimony. And if you haven't, uh, I encourage you to go back and do that because this episode that you're listening to right now is actually a follow-up on that one. This is a takeaway teaching and tip based on uh, the last testimony that you just heard. And like I said, this is uh, unconventional. This just happened this last week, and so I really felt like the timeliness of it, uh, I should just go ahead and and do this now. I had two other episodes ready to go, totally edited, ready to go. Uh, but I really felt like these were these were the ones I needed needed to do this week. So they are uncut, they are unfiltered, they are raw. So bear with me because uh, I'm not I'm not editing out any of the the stuff, <laughs> the mistakes. So here we go. All right. So I have two takeaways from the testimony that I just shared. Uh, the first one I borrowed from Mark Batterson's Draw the Circle book. Uh, the takeaway is crazy miracles are the offspring of crazy faith. Now, I knew that it sounded crazy to believe that God would take away that beeping that had been going on every day for the past seven years. I knew it sounded crazy. And it, it, it's not the first time that he's asked me to believe or do something that might seem crazy in the world's eyes or in my husband's eyes, or my family's eyes, or my friend's eyes. And, and we also know from biblical history that God has asked many of his people to do crazy things. If we think about, uh, there's, there's lots of examples. We've got Noah building the ark. <laughs> he sure looked crazy until the flood came. Uh, Joshua in the Battle of Jericho, he and his army marching around the walls of Jericho every day, people just looking at him like they're crazy until those walls came crumbling down. Uh, David and Goliath, this huge giant nine feet tall, and David, the shepherd boy, this uh, small, smallish man uh, going out to fight this giant with a slingshot, a sling and a, and a few stones uh, seemed crazy, right? And then what about Mary, the mother of Jesus, being told that she was going to, uh, a virgin, bear the Son of God, that he, she was going to give birth to the Savior of the world. Crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, God may ask you to do some things that look crazy to other people, but those things are only ridiculous until they actually become reality. And by the way, the reality for me right now, the reality where I'm at, is that the beeping stopped, completely stopped on Wednesday. And the alarm was silent on Thursday and on Friday as well. That's the reality right now. And I am believing that when I walk through the door Monday morning, tomorrow morning, it will still be and say all systems normal. So takeaway number one, crazy miracles are the offspring of crazy faith. Takeaway number two, you can be a person of crazy faith or great faith and still experience doubt. I would like to believe that I have a pretty strong faith, but I also know that I have a tendency to doubt a lot. It's like I'm holding both, if you can picture me with both my hands out. I have faith in one hand and doubt in the other. And in today's teaching, we're going to take a look at a father desperate to help his demon-possessed son, a father who also held both at the same time. And the title of today's teaching comes straight from the father's mouth, from this father's mouth. 
The title is, Lord, I Believe, Help My Unbelief. Lord, I Believe, Help My Unbelief. And we're going to take a look at uh, Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 29. I'm going to kind of just summarize the first part. So this father's son has been had been experiencing like tormentation since childhood. Uh, horrible uh, things. He was mute and just the, the way that this uh, evil spirit manifested in, in, in him, uh, you can you can read all the details. It just really uh, was tormenting this poor boy. And the father had heard about Jesus. And so he brought his son to him. Now, it doesn't tell us how far he had to travel or how long it took him to get his son there. But obviously, it's not like he Ubered to go see Jesus. So that alone, just him going to see Jesus, shows an, an element of faith there, right? Well, when he got there, Jesus uh, wasn't there when he arrived. So he told Jesus' disciples to cast out the demons, but they, they weren't able to do it. Then he meets Jesus. And he says, in desperation, in verse 22, But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And then next verse, 23, Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. It's like, what do you mean, if you can? Of course I can. I'm God. (laughs) Uh, All things are possible to him who believes. Verse 24, I love this. Immediately, the boy's father cried out and began saying, I do believe, help my unbelief. And in the New King James Version, the it says the boy's father cried out with tears. So he was literally crying. And I just love that because um, I know this might sound funny, but I just love it when men cry. I tell my husband that all the time. I love when you cry. It just, it just shows uh, humanity and humility. And for, in this case, it, it just reflected this father's desperation. And I just, I just find it to be a beautiful thing. Uh, one commentary that I read said that the, the tears may have represented the fact that he wanted to believe, but it just seemed too good to be true. Now, obviously, on one hand, the father believed that Jesus could help his son, that he could cast out the evil spirit, or he wouldn't have even brought his son to Jesus in the first place. So on one hand, he believed so this, this man's, but on the other hand, he had this unbelief, but the unbelief wasn't like a type of rebellion against God or a rejection of, of God's truth or promises. He wasn't denying God or his existence or his promises. In fact, he was desiring, he was really desiring God's promises. Interesting, interestingly enough, that phrase, um, help my unbelief, is something that a person can only say by faith. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, a great theologian, said this, While men have no faith, they are unconscious, unconscious of their unbelief. But as soon as they get a little faith, they then begin to be conscious of the greatness of their unbelief. Would you describe yourself as having a little faith today? Are you also at the same time conscious of your unbelief, of your lack of faith? Are you like this father, perhaps, holding both, (laughs) wanting to believe, but knowing that you have doubts? Are you like me when I prayed that Monday morning, asking God, or Tuesday morning, I guess it was, asking God to take away that beeping, but feeling deep down that maybe it just seemed too much to ask, like maybe it would be too good to be true? 
if you find yourself today saying, I believe, help my unbelief, you are in good company and you don't have to pretend with God. He already knows your thoughts. He already knows your heart. And sometimes there are just things that we believe with our heads and maybe they, we just don't believe with our hearts yet. You know that I'll say that you've heard that saying before, like if I could just move it from my head to my heart, I just need to get it from my head to my heart. What do you desperately want your heart to believe today? Just like the, the, the man who brought his son to Jesus, his poor son, that he, he, this poor man saw his son suffer for years and he desperately wanted his heart to believe that Jesus could heal and deliver his son. He desperately wanted his heart to believe that. What do you desperately want your heart to believe today? Ask him, the one who knows your heart, the one who created your heart, ask him to help your heart believe. Lord, we just come before you today and God, we thank you that you know our hearts, Lord. We thank you that um, even though we have, we can have great faith, we still doubt, Lord. We thank you that you know that about us, that we don't have to pretend with you, Lord, that we don't have to pretend like we've, we've got it all together and, and just pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and just believe, 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 Lord. We know that we can have faith because you are faithful, Lord. And I pray for each one of us, Lord, whatever it is that's on our hearts that we're desperately uh, wanting to believe you for today, I pray, God, that we would be able to take that thing and just lay it down at your feet and surrender it and just ask you, God, to help us believe. Lord, ask you to help us uh, move the, the belief that's right there in our heads all the way down to our hearts, Lord. Lord, make our hearts believe, Father. We thank you, God, in advance for what you're going to do with all of these things that we're believing you, believing you for, Lord. And Father, may we not ask for things out of our own selfish motives and just so that uh, our lives can be more convenient. Or Lord, may we also just ask things according to your will, believing that you know what's best for us. And also may we just ask things, God, that would bring you glory, Lord. I pray that you would do miracles in our lives, Lord, that would bring you glory, not just for our own benefit, Lord, but to, to glorify your name and to make your name famous, Lord. We thank you, God. It's in these things, these things we pray in your precious name, your powerful name, name above all names. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I'm going to end with a tip today, and my tip is to keep a prayer journal. Or to if I, I journaling your prayers is really powerful, but if you don't, some people don't like to do that. Uh, but just keep a record. Keep a record. Write down your prayers and be sure to include the date when you prayed them. I personally writing them out is really powerful too because oftentimes I'll go back and read my prayer journals and I'm like, wow, I don't even remember praying that. So you just know that the Holy Spirit, uh, the word says that he intercedes for us and he prays for us. And it's so amazing to go back and see the things that he had you pour out on these pages uh, for your family, for other people, to, to him. It's just amazing. Uh, one of the most exciting things to do also is to go back and read your journals and, and just to see and discover 
that one of your prayers has been answered. And sometimes it's, like I said, it's a prayer that you might not even remember praying. Uh, One thing I like to do is actually I take a red pen and I'll circle and underline or, or comment on when and where or how those prayers were answered. And it's just such great evidence, truly just evidence, uh, right there on the page of God's faithfulness, of God. We have a God who hears us and answers us according to his perfect will and timing. And and I'll be honest, I've gone back and read my journals, and there are, <laughs> there are some prayers that I'm like, really, Lord, I have been praying this for the last 15 years. Aren't you sick of me coming to you? And why am I, I still dealing with the same thing? But it's so wonderful to see uh, that it, it, the, even, even though maybe the prayer might not have been answered yet or in the way that I want to see the growth and to see what God has done and to see the prayers change over the years. And then also to just to see the perseverance and that the Holy Spirit won't allow me to stop praying for those things that he still wants me to pray for those things and uh, anyway it's just powerful um and I, I really I really do think that besides reading my bible that journaling prayer journaling is the single most impactful thing that I have ever done in my life and I I used to think gosh if, if my house is on fire what would I grab? We, we all probably have said the same thing. We'd grab our photos. Like those are irreplaceable. But I'll be honest, like in now with knowing that all my other family members have photos, the same photos that I've given to them, uh, the same ones I have, or I have all these photos now digitally and in on Facebook, on my computer. I, I don't know that I would grab all my photos or my photo albums. Honestly, I, I really think that the first thing I would do is grab those journals because it is, like I said, it's just evidence of God working in my life. And and when you go back and read, it, it, it's just so powerful. It's like it's just life changing. So I encourage you if you if you don't journal, I encourage you to do so. It it is truly life changing. All right. Have a great day.